Welcome to the People Impact Podcast. Because people matter, we are two visionary coaches talking about human relationships in the workplace. We bring you topics that truly have an impact on people in your organization today. This is for you if you're interested in expanding your perspective on people in your organization, as well as yourself as a human being. We explore ideas about impacting and improving the way people lead and work together. For all of you out there who are open to new views, visions, and dreams. Featuring myself, Lisa Dempsey, and Marilyn Fliff. Hi, Lisa. Hello, everyone. So, Marilyn, we have a really interesting topic today. It's, It's just the two of us today. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think something has crossed both of our paths recently that's resonated with us on on different levels. And it's this idea of pandemic fatigue, COVID Mm -hmm. fatigue, just sort of the general meh, blah, life right now. Yeah. Yeah, there was a... um... Maybe many of you have read it, the the New York Times article that called it languishing. Um, And that and and the word pandemic fatigue, it's all just, you know, giving words to something that is happening to many people uh, just to make it easier to talk about it. When you have a word, (laughs) it's easier to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's why we want to do this episode today to, to not only explore, like, what are those words for what? at least I notice I'm feeling, I think you've noticed it, but I notice people around me, you know, that, that what is that? What's in that languish or fatigue or, you know, what's here? Because I mm-hmm. think at least what I observe is that, so in the beginning things were hard and everybody was very worried. There was a lot of fear, but it was very overt. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think, if we're getting ready to hit our third year, right? To start the third year of regulations, lockdowns, limitations, just living a very different life. Mm-hmm. And I think something very quiet and insidious has crept in that it, it's hard to keep a view on unless you're really kind of talking about what's, what's going on. Yeah. So, so that's why we talk about it today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is why we, you know, we find this important and why we want to talk about this today. I'm, I'm curious, what have you noticed for yourself? You know, you're, of course, you're, you're a full-time working mom of, of two kids. You have a partner. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, I think yours is probably one of the toughest roles that people are, are playing out there in the, in the world today. But yeah. what is it that you notice? Yeah, well, yeah, and you know, there's plenty of toughness that is not happening in my life. And you know, um, I'm not in my twenties. I'm not a student. I'm, um, but yeah, I have young kids. I, uh, I'm a solopreneur running my own business. I'm a woman that counts too. <laughs> and yeah, I'm. What I'm noticing is that. There's a lack of energy. There's a lack of bounce, of bouncing back that I'm seeing and I'm feeling. You know, as a mom, as an entrepreneur, as a human being in this world, there's always things on your plate. 
um, there's always things to deal with because it's life and it's work and it's caring for other people and it's caring for yourself and it's your own ambitions and dreams and, you know, wishes to learn. And, you know, there's always things on your plate that you, that you're dealing with. Um, And COVID is a, is a big extra chunk on the plate. So there's less room for other things. And sometimes that takes the space of, um, I just get really tired and I'm overwhelmed and, and, and tired more, e- more easily and, and sooner. Mm-hmm. And it's also, a, I have less space to be resilient around you know, being positive, finding another way, being resourceful, being, okay, let's, we, we can figure this out. Yeah. Over the past months for me, it's taken the shape of, of um, symptoms of depression at some point, which I've had before and I noticed and I thought, oof, I'm, I need to get out of this space. Mm-hmm. So I did what I was able to figure out to to get away from there, from from symptoms of depression and it's hard to stay away from there because it's just so much um yeah. I used to liken that to you know you can have I can carry a brick or a rock and I can carry another one but then at some point it's just too heavy and I topple over it's just too much yeah um and COVID is a permanent rock that's being carried around on top of all the regular stuff yeah so that's what's here right now and I I realize that other people have other things on their plate and that their plates are full and and you know their arms are heavy with all their ropes um, yeah. and these are mine yeah yeah I mean there there there's an in, individual circumstance for every single person mm-hmm. out there right we're all dealing with this in our in our own way but collectively you know I think we are all in a space where they're are fewer resources that are available. Everything has become much more difficult and complex and those things that, you know, you could kind of bounce back from, have mm-hmm. some resilience, find that elasticity. Uh, it's, there's less bounce, there's less elasticity that, yeah. that is available right now. And, and I notice, you know, it, it's due to different factors and circumstances for every individual, for every family, for every, you know, group situation, but it's there. I think for everyone, I don't think anybody has been able to escape or has found immunity from this, you know, and it's even, you know, fatigue feels like too small a word, you know, languish feels like too small a word. You know, I, I, I really appreciate that you bring in, you know, the, the depression, and while I don't know that yeah, everybody may have felt that, but I, you know, I, I notice it show up sometimes in depression or sometimes in anxiety, sometimes mm-hmm. in, you know, these are things that are much bigger than just kind of languish or fatigue or, oof, you know, True. yeah. Yeah. And I notice there's less space to, there's less, there's less space for downtime and for recharge. Because the things, and that's the same as last year and the year before, the things that I used to do to recharge, so much less of that is available. 
Um, yeah, I think that's the thing is it's not that there's less time, it's that there's less possibility. Yeah. And the things that are available, I just don't recharge on it as much. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of work, isn't it? When, you know, I know, so if I, if I just look at me for a, a second and what I recognize in that is normally one way that I recharge is to connect with people, go out for a cup of coffee or go out for a meal or just, you know, hang out, hang out and be with people. Yeah. And while yes, you know, lockdowns have sort of come and gone. So there have been moments where it has been okay, but there's still all this stuff to think about, right? It's, it's no longer just getting together. It's thinking about, okay, so who am I going to get together with? Who have they been likely to have been spending time with? Do I need to ask them, you know, to maybe self-test beforehand because maybe maybe their idea about safe behavior and being careful and whatever is different than mine. There, there are all of these sort of hoops to jump through that, and then there's still that worry of, ooh, you know, is is this okay? You know, do I maybe, am I maybe sick and I don't know it? And am I maybe making other people sick or are they maybe making me sick or what are, you know, what are the knock on consequences of, yeah. of this simple, Hey, let's get together for a meal or let's have a cup of coffee, right? Suddenly it's no longer that simple. The most difficult thing is to find a date and place, you mm. know? <laughs> all this stuff that's around it, that it, it just takes away some of that joy of those social rituals. Mm-hmm. Right, and that fear of them and then when they are there there's so much on your mind around it yeah yeah and I think it's you know the giving that naming that and giving it the recognition that it deserves that you know sure you can go through all the spiritual bypassing of it could be worse and there will be an end someday and, you know, life will get back to normal or maybe there's a new normal that's better than before. But yeah, just standing still with that. Oh, it's hard. It's hard when our normal ways to recharge and connect and find our humanity have been so genuinely disrupted. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's, um, I mean, there's this permanent meh. <laughs> yeah. That's an undercurrent there. Yeah. So even when, you know, I, I love uh, coaching. You know, I'm a coach. And when I do that, I, I can really get into a flow of doing that work and of being in that moment, in that session and with other people. Um, I love reading. I love, you know, um, uh, I, I can really recharge, but there's always an undercurrent that uh, makes it harder to really recharge because there's always like a, a worry in the back of my mind about all of, of everything that's going on or, or you know, COVID comes up in, the, in, a, in a coaching session or, you know, there's, there's so much of it. Yeah, um, it's this omnipresent Thing. Yeah, it's this program that is always running in the back of the computer. <laughs> and it's taking up a lot of space. Yeah. And the difference that I'm noticing between now and last year, for example, is that, and I, I recognize that from stories and from articles, is that 
last year it was like oh i need to stay up late to at least have something in the day have some time for me have some you know make the day worthwhile and and watch netflix or sit around and scroll instagram or do whatever um and the difference for me personally right now is you know um I go to bed extra early and I don't necessarily fall asleep early, but I go to sleep early. I, I grab a book and then usually it's not a downtime book. So it's, you know, there's some, so much bad stuff going on in the world. I need to read about it. I need to educate myself. I need to learn more to be able to do something with it. And then, you know. Yeah. 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 I think that's a really good thing to name as well as a sense of, you know, we, we've all, kind of taken on this additional responsibility, right? Mm-hmm. We, this, this backpack of responsibility just got bigger because I think a lot of people want to do well, engage, try mm-hmm. to contribute to solutions, not problems. And now there's this really common problem that we all have. So everybody you know, wants to try to engage with it. And suddenly, hmm, that responsibility is is really big and and really omnipresent, yeah. right? Really, just consistently there. Would it say a bit more about your how you're experiencing this right now? Could you tell us? Yeah, so I think you know it's interesting because we're you know we're kind of on opposite ends of the spectrum, right? I'm I'm single. I live alone. I don't have children. I have dogs. So you know, even in like lockdown, I get to go outside because I have dogs. I don't you mm-hmm. know. <laughs> I have kind of these escape things. Um, and yet, you know, while the challenges that I face are very different because I don't have to worry about kids and their school schedule and are they going to suddenly be uh, need to be homeschooled today? Am I going to need to throw my entire agenda out the window because of something there? Uh, for me, it's almost the opposite of because I am alone and my family is very far away. Uh, there's, there's this ever-present stillness and quietness and aloneness, which I'm really good at being alone. I'm, I'm very independent. I'm, you know, I, I, I'm an ambivert, so I, I have this very introverted part of myself that really loves, you know, just going inside and reflecting and being with myself. Uh, I you know, I do have that very social side of myself as well. So, you know, that, that, that is missing the social keys as we've already mentioned, but the, the stillness and the aloneness is so much bigger than it mm-hmm. ever has been before. Yeah. And, and the distance, you know, I've, I've lived far away from my family for, I'm now in my 22nd year in the Netherlands. It's been a really long time. Like these are, these are muscles that are like really, really well-developed and yet the distance has never felt so big. Mm -hmm. And a part of that is because I don't have a choice. You know, I, I I mean, okay, yes, technically if I had to, I could hop on an airplane and go and see my dad, but we both choose not to, because the risks just outweigh the benefits. You know, he's 82 years old. He's in really good health, but neither one of us want to kind of take the level of risk that, you know, I, to get to see him, 
I would have to hop on at least two airplanes, go through at least two major international airports. And, you know, Mm. just, just the risk that's involved in that, you know, it doesn't outweigh. Yeah. It's just not worth it. So it's interesting how, you know, despite the, the complexity of the challenges that I'm facing are less because I have fewer people to worry about. I don't have kids, but still the size of it feels mm. very, very big, yeah. you know, and very, very real. And, and this coming from, again, me, a person who I am really good at being on my own. Yeah, I am. When there's just too much of it, that's it goes into different territory. Yeah. And I think it's that lack of choice. Right. Mm. Just just. Yeah, not not feeling the real freedom and autonomy and it feeling like mm, this is responsible. Yeah. Right. This is this is the responsible thing to do. Yeah. The lack of freedom and autonomy is definitely part of that. Do you have a feeling that it's different now than it was a year ago, for example? What I notice is different for me is that, yeah, my bounce is different. So it, at the outset of the pandemic, I wasn't overly, you know, positive, but there was a lot of resilience of, mm, let's, you know, there are opportunities to find different mm-hmm. perspectives and <clears throat> all of these sorts of things. And now there is much more just sort of, eh, no. you know, it's genuinely hard. And I know for me, a part of what contributes to that is, again, one of the ways that I recharge is hanging out with people, just being yeah. in the presence of other people. And for the last, oh gosh, you know, several months, multiple months now going on end, you know, as I've looked for ways to like plan things, plan different events to get together with people in a safe way, in a way that, you know, doesn't put us at risk. Every single time there's been something that has happened, you know, either, Somebody has gotten COVID or somebody that they know or they just saw has yeah. gotten COVID. Plans go out the window. <laughs> yeah. And so suddenly then this thing that you've you've worked really hard to try and pull it together mm-hmm. and then make sure everybody's safe. And then just one little thing happens and pff, the yeah. whole house of cards falls over. And, uh, you know, of course, there's that very rational. It's not the end of the world. You, you know, it's better to be safe than sorry. It's, you know, all, all those things. But. Yeah, and yet when it does happen, you realize, oh, this is something I missed so much because it's really a source of this. energy of replenishment uh, that you've been lacking. Yeah, it's a social connection. It's and we talked about that before. It's novelty as well, I believe. Yeah, and there's so much. Even the novelty of being in COVID situation is different there's no novelty in that anymore (laughs) yeah it was groundhog day last week and um yeah luckily it was a sunny day because otherwise it would have been the groundhogest of groundhog days i don't know if you know the movie (laughs) if you're listening that's like the the same day happening over and over and over again the ultimate lack of novelty yeah that's an ingredient i believe Yeah. yeah yeah Yeah, absolutely. I think people, there, there is no more novelty in the problem solving that we need to be doing around mm. this. And, and I noticed that showing up in a lot of different ways, right? I mean, even, even myself, you know, somebody who 
I, I try to do my best to, you know, do the things that I feel are, are important and tie into this, you know, greater good. Uh, and yet even I, you know, find myself just going, oh, I just, I, I can't deal with these rules anymore. I, I just, no, like I <laughs> turn off the noise, turn off the, the everything. Um, and it's, you know, it's interesting. It's interesting to see as well what, what happens as we <clears throat> notice that our needs then get into conflict with some of our values, mm. right? You know, what, what happens when one need of, of ourselves really bumps heads with a, a core value that we have, you know, like greater good is a, is a huge core value of mine. And yet, you know, the last few months I've noticed like, oh, I just, like, I know I, I have zero bandwidth left <laughs> for looking at this. Yeah. yeah. You just need stuff for you. Stay yeah. sane. Well, and also just space to turn it off, right? Mm. Turn off that thing of what is the greater good. Mm -hmm. Right. Because it, it is it's that paradox of it's so much bigger than all of us alone. And yet we know that we can't get to a lot of the solutions that we need if we're not in this together, yeah. but it can't, you know, it can't be 100% of everything all the time. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of slides that need to be slid and dials that need to be <laughs> readjusted to make it all fit on that plate because there's such a big chunk of COVID on the plate. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. mixing metaphors like mad. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. No, but I, I love the metaphor that you brought of, you know, like it's this, if you look at your, you know, life as this sort of this glass that's filled with rocks, you know, mm -hmm. the big, the big things that take a lot of space and time and are really fundamental. And then there are other things that are, you know, little little pebbles that fill in the gaps between the rocks. And then there are things that are the pieces of sand. It does feel like, yeah, COVID has really become this giant rock that is sitting in the, the glass jar of all of our lives that, you know, we thought it was going to, we thought it was maybe a rock made of sugar that was going to dissolve and disappear mm. <laughs> at a certain point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not feel like a rock anymore. I don't know. No. Yeah. I'm looking forward to spring, though. I'm hoping that will bring some reprieve. And one of yeah. the things to keep me sane have been going out for walks, but going out for walks in winter is just really boring <laughs> to me. <laughs> so I'm hoping that I'll get better in spring and the weather is going to get better. And uh, What are you looking forward to? Yeah, also spring, longer days. You know, we, of course, live in the, the northern part of the northern hemisphere, so we get really short winter days here. Uh, but also, you know, I am looking forward to just things eventually shifting mm. because I think we, we are on the cusp of this having impacted our lives in such significant ways that, you know, potentially we are looking at long-term depression maybe for some people or long-term anxiety or long-term social challenges you know one of one of my best friends she had her first child in October of 2019 so by the time COVID hit you know she she was just developing kind of those beginning social skills and you know she's a she's absolutely wonderful she's such a delightful child and yet you can see 
you put her in a room with more than like four adults at a time. And she, she literally goes into overwhelm. Mm, yeah. Right. So, you know, we're, we're seeing some of these really long-term impacts of some of these measures that we thought were just going to be temporary. They were going to be yeah. momentary. Hmm. You know, they're, they're impacting all of us in our lives and our development in really significant ways. So I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to some of the shifts because of that. And, and, you know, really recognizing the importance of that and, and hopefully all of us, both on a big scale and on a small scale, finding different coping mechanisms. Yeah. Because literally, I just want to share one last thing. There's mm-hmm. this lovely, I think it was somewhere in the UK, but don't don't quote me on that because the location of it wasn't important. But this group of women who got together, who they just said, you know, like, we don't know what to do about this anymore. So we're just going to get out and we're going to go out to a field and we're just going to scream. <laughs> we're just going to scream at the top of our lungs for as long as we can, because we've run out of coping mechanisms. Like we don't have anything else available to us. And I think, A, that's brilliant. You know, I think we all need that. You know, so I, I think that's what I would encourage our listeners. You know, if they're like, find something ah, like ah. that. Yeah. <laughs> ah, you know, I just, just can't deal with this anymore. Like mm-hmm. find those outlets to just say like, enough. <laughs> oh, let it out. <laughs> Air it out. Yeah. Yeah. And go from there. You know, let's see where we go from there. Like just let out this frustration and the languish and the depression and the anxiety and the just all all the stuff that's been building yeah what's a a, normally i ask for the the top tip to start with in the workplace but what's what's a wish that you want to send out there um for you know here's a new week how do you want to how can we interact with the other people in our workplace uh in the way that, you know, the impact that we want to have on people knowing all this, being aware again of all this. I think just recognizing it, mm. giving it space and, and giving this, this thing, this fatigue, this depression, this anxiety, this mm-hmm. giving it the space that it deserves, you know, realizing that, that you and your teams, yeah, you're lacking some resources, you're lacking some resilience and it's not, about staying stuck there. It's not about it becoming the ultimate excuse to just never do anything ever again. It's the power of naming it. Yeah. Yeah, true, that helps. Um, What do you wish? Yeah, the naming it and the venting. Um, I mean, like you said, you don't wanna stay stuck in it and just, stay there but being able to say it and to talk about it and to just go ah and then it's out and then you move to focus on other things again yeah um yeah just vent it air it out you know be open about it say stuff um and, and then acknowledge that and say okay this sucks what else do we want to focus on? Sometimes I, I give clients the 80-20 or the 70-30, okay? There's, there's annoying and sad and frustrating and infuriating things going on. Um, you know, don't push that away with toxic positivity and don't 
sit in it 100% of the time, you know, 20, 30%. Okay. Uh, give it some air, listen to it, and then spend your 70, 80% on other things. Yeah. So, yeah. Because there is something that actually transforms physically in us when we name the hard things, mm. right? I'm curious, how do you feel after having had this conversation versus where, where we started? Mm. Well, it's been, it's been a journey. Um, I've, uh, when we first talked about making this episode, at first I felt hesitant because it was also a day when I felt really... Uh, bad stuff was going on in my in my brain my my mood um and when we talked about this I just oh and I felt like oh I don't want to be stuck in this feeling but let's talk about it and ending this episode on okay how do we look forward uh made me realize that it does give me a feeling of relief to have talked about it and also, you know, have experienced stepping out of it again or moving out of it again. I don't know if I've completely stepped out of it, but at least, you know, there's movement. Yeah. Uh, so it really does feel like, oh, that's a relief, bit of relief. And, and there's also not being stuck in that feeling. Yeah. At least not all the time. We're probably going to be back in it, but I won't be in it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, I noticed that I, there's a lightness, you know, some, yeah. some of the fog that's been in my head, it, not all of it's gone, but it's lighter and it's more clear and yeah. you know, just, yeah, I think that's the power of naming stuff, right? Yeah. Just, just saying what's here. You don't have to try and fix it and solve it. Just acknowledging it. Mm. So that's my wish for everyone. Yeah. Talk about it without trying to fix it and solve it. That can be tricky. So <laughs> that's your challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Challenge for the week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, right. thank you so much, Marlene, for exploring this together with me. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for the opportunity to talk it through anyway, even though it's sucky. <laughs> yeah. Even though it's not the happiest of things and, and there's no... It's real solution, but mm, you know, there's something powerful here. So thanks for engaging with that. Yeah. And thanks everyone out there for listening. We really appreciate it. Perhaps you've been listening to us directly online. You can find the People Podcast uh, in your favorite podcast app. So please make sure you subscribe so that you're the first to learn about our newest episodes and whatever interesting topics we may be talking about. Please also share this episodes if you think that they might be of value for others. We'd also love to hear your feedback and topic requests. Uh, what's on your mind in the workplace? Let us know. Until next time. Bye. Bye-bye.